the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 970 The Answer presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information from the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. I'm getting closer to my Call now. 866-970-9622. That's 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elliman's CEO, Dottie Herman. Good morning. Good morning. I'm Dottie Herman, and you're listening to Eye on Real Estate. We're the only show on talk radio that's all about real estate and everything that has to do with real estate which is virtually a lot of things. And presidents have to live in real estate, so even presidents. So happy President's Weekend to all of you. And it's also Chinese New Year, and it's the year of the dog. I love dogs. Every year is the year yes. of the dog in my house. <clears throat> yes, I know, Jerry. I <laughs> they run say the whole show. <laughs> I know. They're your boss. They are. But I, re- I, I remember when Jerry was buying the dogs, and he was a particular dog lover, and now he's 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 gone. He's gone. Yeah, he's gone. So my friend and co-host and dog lover and best attorney, Jerry Feeney, <laughs> is with me today. Good morning, Daddy. Good morning, Thank Jerry. You. And Jerry, as everyone knows, is a prominent real estate attorney in New York and uh, all through Long Island and the New York State with a wealth of knowledge about every aspect of real estate and he's here to answer any legal questions you might have. Not only is Jerry's advice very smart, but it's also free for our listeners. So I encourage you to call us at 866-970-9622. That's 866-970-9622. We're also joined by our Crackerjack Mortgage and Finance expert, Ace One or Two Support. Good I'm morning, Kenny. guys. Ace is vice president at a young age of Citizens Bank, and he'll be happy to answer any questions you might have about getting a mortgage, refinancing, home equity loans, points, what mortgage is right for you, can you afford to buy a home, anything you might want to know, should you refinance. Also, he can help you get a loan, so please give us a call at 866-970-9622. We're always glad to hear your questions. And if you have a question, that means a lot of other people have the same question. It usually does. Yes. How how long does Ace get the young moniker? (laughs) For a little longer, Always forever? No, not forever. A little young. A little longer. I'm giving him two more years, and that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Enjoy it. (laughs) I will. That's it. it. Two years, and that's it. Then he's done. (laughs) Speaking of Citizens Bank... They can. They say you can't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge Citizens Bank from its employees. Just walk into any branch and you'll see how pleasant everyone is. That is because they built their success on that simple idea. 
that the best bank is the one that helps people bank better. And they're very approachable, and they're a big bank, but they're small, and that's how I like it. They have, you know, they're a big, but when you go there, you don't feel that. You feel like you're in a small bank and that you're the only one that counts. And I know because I use them for my mortgages. Um, they know what challenges their customers face. They know how to help. And by the way, if you ever thought about a career in banking, you should consider becoming part of the citizen's family. It's a great, great career. Um, and certainly, I mean, it's never dull. And you certainly meet a lot of different people, right, Ace? Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's an amazing company. <laughs> and um, they're hiring now. They're offering in consumer banking mortgage loans, business banking professionals, and financial advisors um, to give <clears throat> customers a personalized and tailored approach to financial planning. So you can go to their website at citizensbank.com. So if you're looking for a job or you just got out of school, uh, absolutely. It is really a great career. It's a good career. You know the, all those jobs that you always sort of wanted to do but never got the chance in life to do them? Yes. Yeah, being a teller is one of them for me. I'm not, I don't say I want to be a teller, you know, as a career, but I like to be a teller for like a week. I, it looks like fun. I don't know I how mean, many tellers there are anymore. Yeah, there's not as many as before, right? I, mean, but, I remember you know. when you used to have to go to the bank. <laughs> yes, for everything. That's how old I am. I remember My mother used to go, to go to the bank. Her paycheck. I now you just take a picture. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. In the deposit. So you don't have to do that anymore. <clears throat> now at what, what 11 a.m., we'll have national credit expert Dan Sater. He's joining us to explain what your bankruptcy score is. And did you know that when you get your credit rating, you also get a score for your chances of going bankrupt? Lovely. Okay, so they give you a little idea. <laughs> I mean, this way you have a little pre-notice, like you are prone to bankruptcy. You have that. the bankruptcy genes. They should do that when you get married. Yeah, well, they, if they have, if you they have the bankruptcy genes, then you take for. some classes to try to <laughs> make sure you don't get that disease, okay? Because it's not a good one to get. Anyhow, yeah. uh, Dan, is, it, it's, it's, it's really true, and he'll talk about other things in, that will affect your credit or that can raise your credit. By the way, just so you know, whether you're buying a house, you're buying a car, you're getting an interest rate on a credit card. The better, the higher your credit score is, the better rate you're going to get. So it is imperative that before you buy a car, before you buy a house, before you do anything, that you go have your credit checked. And if there's any way that you can get your score higher, do it because it's going to save you thousands and thousands of dollars in the long run. It affects your insurance rates. Yeah. Yeah. So he can call you. Know, Dan will be here at eleven. So you can call again eight six six nine seven zero nine six two two. Now I always tell you what happened on this day and on this day in history. Uh, the Beach Boys introduced a new musical style with their hit "Surfing." In nineteen eighty five, the first class postage rose from twenty cents to twenty two cents. Outrageous! Outrageous! Wow. Right. If today is your birthday, you share it with Paris Hilton, who was born on this day in 1981. What's going on with her? I haven't heard heard she's quiet for a while, but she'll come Mm. back. Aquarians born on February 17th give the impression of big, strong, and capable, yet there are times when they feel on the edge. Mm. Later on the show, because it's President's Day weekend, I thought it would be fun and interesting to see the link between presidents and their real estate, where they lived, and how they lived, and what houses they lived in. 
So we'll, uh, I'm going to do that now. And then I'm going to talk a little. I, I, I meant to try to talk about it last week, but we just didn't have time. Um, I'm going to talk. We have some questions. And I'm really going to talk a little of rules because a lot of people move in um, before they get married. And if you should be buying a house with someone who is not married to you, the things that you should know if you want to still have some money <clears throat> in case you should break up, that you want to be fair. So we're going to talk about buying a house together before marriage and what you should know and do and what agreements you should have and how you should apply for a mortgage. And we're also going to tell you, Acey's going to talk about what happens if we hit 5%, how that affects you, if the interest rates go to 5%. Um, because I think that that might happen. But that's still low. Still okay. very low. But since it's presidents, let me take a quick question, and then I'll do <laughs> where do presidents live after the White House. Um, I have a, on the line, Vaughn from Queens. Hi. Good morning. Hello, and happy, how are you? I'm good, and happy President's Weekend. Thank you. Same to you. Okay, so how? what is your question? We'd love to hear. Oh, Okay, my question is, how do I go about finding a reputable real estate attorney? I have my property. Um, my credit scores are great. I just need a, an attorney to sign, draw up an agreement. But, um, yeah. Well, I could give you a recommendation. Well, I have an idea. <laughs> He's right on the show. <laughs> what, do you, what, do you need, what kind of real great. estate attorney? What do you need <laughs> to be done? Oh, okay. Um, I called before, maybe a, a, about a few weeks ago, a month ago. I'm going to buy my mother's house. Right. Um, you know, I'm going to buy my mother's house. So, you know, we, we're going to go forward with that. So, that's what I have. I just need to the contract signed up. The the contract's worked up. You need up something written up. It. You called about, did you have siblings mm-hmm. and we had to get them to agree to, right? Uh, no, that was my one of my sisters that called. She, I called. Oh, well, okay, wait a second. Have, that was your sister yeah. that called? Got the whole family going. <laughs> yeah, I, I called one time. Um, because we're, we're just going to buy, I'm going to buy my mother's house, but my sister also called to get more information as well. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. I remember this, but there, so, does mom have a mortgage on the property too? Right. So yeah, yeah, that's the thing. I'm going, I'm going to just buy the house. We're not going to do, um, any uh-huh. assignments or anything. Well, I'm going to buy it from her. Well, but, but hold on. You can't, you can't always necessarily do that. So first of all, yes, oh. I'm a real estate attorney. If you want to call me, you can call me and I'll help you with it off the air. But for our listeners, mom owns a house and there's a mortgage on it. You want to buy the house from mom. Um, in the documents that mom signed when she did the original mortgage, one of the clauses <clears throat> is that the, the whole thing accelerates, becomes due, if she does a transfer and she sells it. So she can't just sell it to you without dealing with that underlying mortgage. So not everyone realizes that. So are you? The bank has to approve that transfer, right, Ace? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yes, they do. And then, and they might not, and and therefore you may not. You may need to get a new mortgage. Have you considered that doing a new loan and just well, buying mom out and paying we, off? Yeah, that's what we're intending to do. It's not. She's not transferring it to me. I'm going to buy it, just as if she was going to buy it. Mm-hmm. So in other words, you're going to buy it. Across the street. Like I'm going to take regular... out a whole new mortgage. Okay. I'm okay, taking good. out a whole new mortgage. Mm-hmm. Good. Good. Okay. Jerry can help so you with that. So if you call me okay, on, great. on, on uh, call me on Monday, even though it's a holiday, I'm always working. Monday, okay. And it's okay, 8- great. 8- can I have your number? 842-0237. That's 212-842-0237. Call me on Monday, and we'll try to help you. And 
uh, if you haven't okay. applied for the mortgage yet, we'll get you with one of Ace's. Yeah, Ace will get you a great mortgage <coughs> if you need uh, one. And we'll get one of the citizen <coughs> people to to look at it. Um, even if you have, have you talked to one of them? Because, you know, the rates are very competitive. And people don't realize, you know, Dottie, sometimes they'll How much go you to can the save. bank. The, yeah, they go to the bank for their checking account or whatever. You're not necessarily getting the best rate out there. And it really can make a difference. Mm-hmm. You know, an eighth of a <coughs> point, a quarter of a point can make the difference of several hundred or thousand dollars a year. So give us a call Monday and we'll get you all set up. Lots of luck. Yeah. And good great. luck. Great. Thank with you that. very much. We'll yeah, let keep you know us how posted. It goes. Yes, please keep us posted. I will. All right. Yeah. Have a great you. weekend. I don't think it's going to snow. Before we talk about where the presidents live, because I thought it was something <clears throat> since it's President's Weekend that we should mm-hmm. absolutely know yeah. what's real estate also. But I just want to take a moment to, we all here um, on Iron Real Estate are really uh, so sad. We're kind of in our own mourning about the tragic deaths of those 17 and hopefully no more. I think there's one person left in critical condition, but I think they might, they think he's going to, he or she's going to make it um, in Parkland, Florida. And I just want to say our prayers are with you. And we're all in this together, and it's not a. This shouldn't be a Republican or a Democratic or anything. <clears throat> this should be how do we, how do we make our schools safe, and how do we protect our children? Because, I mean, you know, these kids were pretty vocal, and I thought it was good that they talked about it because yeah. to mm-hmm. see that, and obviously. I was saying that to Ace. We were talking, and I was like, and 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 also I. And so Kyle was saying, well, you know, I guess somebody did tip the FBI off. But, I, you know, it's hard to know if somebody's really sick. But, I mean, he was probably obviously sick. Ace said he went shopping afterwards. That's how they found him. I didn't even know that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just a horrible thing. And I, I don't know what the answer is. I just think that we have to have tighter controls on who gets guns. And this is just my opinion, so it's just an opinion. I don't want anyone to come after me. Uh, and I also think that maybe it's got to come to the point where there are in in the school somebody who does have a gun, you know, like a real policeman or something. You know, I, Daddy, I when we went to school <clears throat> when we were kids, you had to worry about a lot of stuff. You didn't have to worry about no. getting shot in school. It was a safe place. And no parent should have to worry about oh. their child not coming back from school. So it's our, just our prayers are with you. It's heartbreaking. And... Um, it's a problem. I, how many were there? It was like 17? Oh, a shocking number. I mean, I, there were so many that I couldn't believe that we hadn't heard about all of them, but unfortunately, it's becoming so commonplace that a school shooting with one or two injured just doesn't even make the news anymore because it's become commonplace. Uh, well, Ever since <clears throat> I really do think we have to do something about it, to. and since I'm an organizer, if I can, uh, anybody who's listening to the show who has any ideas about how we should do that. I, I, I think that, you know, it's not a simple answer. And no matter what you do, there's always going to be somebody who have, figures out a way if they really want to. Yeah. So you can't stop everything, but maybe we could stop some of them. And I think that's just like all, all the terrorist attacks where it's people, are, it, they don't tie things together. This guy, apparently, there were a lot of warning signs. So I know. And we so do I have to learn from this experience and. You know, if you see somebody, somebody apparently another situation, Daddy, <clears throat> last couple of days somebody turned in their grandson who was talking about and making a plan, and I think it was grandmother turning grandson 
and which was a loving thing to do for the people that he could have hurt and, and himself if he's troubled. If you hear about somebody who's talking about this, they're usually serious. They're not just, uh, you know, th these people are serious. And, and you might say, look, I don't want to do this. It's my grandson. It's my child. It's this. But you're really, really, really helping them and you're helping the world. And the worst yeah. that can happen is they're mad at you for a while. And maybe they're not crazy. I, you know, I don't know. But but we really have to be more more really attuned to behavior and when we see we, peculiar behavior. Apparently with this kid, all the kids said they already knew. Mm -hmm. It was yeah. like a lot of signals. It wasn't that it just was, oh, gee, I would never suspect him. You right, know? right. So we just want to know our prayers are with you. Uh, with that, I have a question from Tony from New York City. Good morning, Tony. Happy President's Weekend, and thanks for calling us. Hello, Dottie. Did you hear me say hello? Dottie Herman, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Alive. Well, I'm right. trying to help a campus uh, stricken out discharge American Marine veteran had congestive heart failure recently and uh, physically disabled. And he's looking to uh, to uh, relocate. He just needed basic pointers. I know this is, a, you know, you're on for two hours and you have other guests. But I wanted to know is there's a... Uh, if you can give him basic pointers, if not today, this morning, maybe during the week, because he's going to be leaving soon. He's always lease rented. The VA doesn't protect the veterans. Wait, slow down. American veterans commit suicide every year. Tony, Tony, uh, slow down. Slow, Tony. Yeah, Tony, look. Tony. 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 <laughs> Tony. Uh, I don't think Tony can hear you. Tony, Tony can, can you hear us? Closing title search. Yeah, let's see how legitimate those that are selling the property. All right, Tony. Tony, can you hear us? Yeah, let's 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 put the call on hold because he can't hear us. It's not going to work if he can't hear us. But he was saying talking about a lot of questions, Dottie, about the VA and you know, the VA is a great program for for financing. Yeah, um, and maybe Ace can talk about it because it's a it's a great deal. But you know, there is some bureaucracy involved. But how would somebody go about getting a VA loan? Well, it's Tony. Is Tony, he on the is line? Tony still on the line? I just don't think you could hear us. Do I don't know if he can hear yeah. us. You know what? If you get his number for us, we can call him. We'll, you know, see what we can do to help most, him out. Most well, veterans, so. they, they, Tony, they do the receive line? a no? certificate for the VA um, loan how do as they, well. How do they get the certificate? Well, they, they can apply, and they'll mm -hmm. get a certificate where they can actually apply it towards the down payment. But, um, yeah, we have great VA uh, products here. Um, but if you can get Tony back on the line, I can definitely. And it's 100% financing. Well, I financing. have his it's number. It's 100% financing, so, exactly. Uh, so you know what, Ace, we'll call him um, over the weekend or Monday or Tuesday. I have his number yeah. here. And, of course, we'll help him. Yeah. Um, and then if he needs anything real estate-wise, some tips. We'll reach out to him. We'll reach out definitely. to him. We have his number. So thank you for calling. It's not Tony. Somebody called for Tony. So I have a number here. So I will, uh, from New York City, we will call you. And thank you for calling, and thank you for thinking of somebody and helping a, a disabled vet. So as I said, in the spirit of President's Week, oh, okay, you had to interrupt me, commercial? <laughs> Your timing is not good. It's a cliffhanger. Okay. It w I'm going to start off with where do the presidents live after the White House? So I'm going to start off with Bush, George W. Bush. Well, he moved to the ranch, didn't he? That's an easy one. I think his house is infamous. I'm not yeah. telling until after the break. We'll be right back. We're going to talk about where the presidents live after they leave the White House, probably in peace. <laughs> yeah.
It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back. Of course, you're listening to I on Real Estate. And I'm in the, I was in the process of, of since it's President's Week, to tell you uh, where the presidents moved to after the White House. So. George W. Bush returned to Dallas. Um, that's where he's from, um, in his adopted home state of Texas. And he's the owner of property in a cul-de-sac, which is, cul-de-sac means you kind of can go in one way, but you can't get out. You, you can only go in one way. Uh, the ex-pres even has a man cave on the second floor of his Dallas home. And the mansion behind the Bush compound sold for a cool $100 million. Hundred million. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Now, of course, I think everyone knows where Bill is. Bill Clinton is in Chappaqua. Um, in he Hawaii. also has a house in Westchester, if I'm not mistaken. Really? Uh, I thought he had a house in Westchester. I thought that was the Chappaqua. <clears throat> oh yeah, he does. What am I yeah. saying? Um, I, I think he also has the house in Arkansas. Someone told me, but oh he, really? Well, he kept something there. I, yeah. I don't think that he's there as much, but he did keep something there. But when he left the White House in 2000. He headed to northern Westchester County, purchased for $1.7 million in 1999. That's a good deal. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. the Clinton home in Chappaqua, if you've not been there, is a wonderful little town. We have an office oh, there. It's just Chappaqua a, is beautiful. It's, it's, it's kind of fairy tale like I can't it really is. And it's close to okay, transportation, and it's a five-bedroom Dutch colonial-style style home built in 1889. Uh, President Reagan, I won't go through them all, but he chose to go back to Hollywood. He, he chose to retire in Los Angeles um, in the Bel Air neighborhood. He purchased for $2.5 million in 1986. And uh, that's where, I mean, unfortunately, he's not alive. Mr. Carter uh, took uh, bought a modest home in Georgia. He in returned Plains. to Plains, yes. Georgia. I think he was from Georgia, wasn't he? Yeah, he was from Plains, Georgia. Okay. The city that he bought in is still very affordable. Uh, we found vintage four-bedroom homes listed for 109000 So uh, Yeah, they're very, very simple affordable. people. It's still affordable. They were not. Uh, uh, you know, and Ford was uh, Beaver Creek, Colorado, and Nixon. Yeah, uh, the Linda is where he's from, but San he went Clemente, to New Jersey, right? Yeah, and yes. And so, um, and you know what? I have to tell you, I wouldn't want to be the president. I mean, you have to have thick skin, number one, very thick skin. And, like, every day there's something, I mean, especially now, every day there's some other crisis going on. It's a tough job. So, what about um, some of the, the, like, the famous ones, like Hyde Park was, uh, and then New Hyde Park, I guess, was because of the other Roosevelt's, right? The right. Republican Roosevelt's. Now the, I'm going to tell you the wealthiest presidents. Who do you think is number one? Well, I heard the Clintons are pretty way up there now. <laughs> well, I have tw- tw- the Wall Street um, analyzed the finances of U.S. presidents based on historical sources. The figures are adjusted for inflation to December okay. 2017. So well, if Kennedy they made a landfall, well, mm-hmm. I have number one. I- I'm seeing if this list is back or forward. I don't. Well, I, I'm trying to see if they did this list backwards or forwards. We'll say it and we'll, okay. we'll know which No, it's, it's, no, it's top. Number one, Donald Trump. Okay, well, I guess so, yeah. Peak net worth, 
Inflation adjusted, $3.1 billion. Yeah, mm-hmm. most of it's real estate. Yeah, $3.1 billion. And by the way, guys, it's real estate. Okay, and it's his name, too, because I think he makes a lot of money on his name. Um, it's not being the president, since he's not taking any money, I don't think. Uh, John Fitzgerald Kennedy. Now, the Kennedys, uh, source of his fortune, inherited. Yes, the good old-fashioned one. Yes, I would have liked that to happen. His father made money in, well, of course, But it didn't happen to me, Jerry. Did it happen to you? No. no. <laughs> Peak net money. worth, inflation adjusted would be $1.1 billion if it was adjusted for inflation. Okay, mm-hmm. that means now it would okay. be worth $1.1 billion, so Donald still has him going. Believe it or not, number three of the richest presidents was George Washington. Very wealthy. He was the wealthiest Virginian Huge slave owner. Uh, they, he was the, the number one. And where do you think he got his money for? Source of fortune? Agriculture. No. Inherited. Well, well yes, he inherited, yeah. Okay, inherited. Uh, now, just because they, doesn't mean he, you can't make a fortune just because these guys inherited. He, he married okay. well, too, by the way. Well, that didn't Martha hurt. was also wealthy. Right, that's why probably. But whatever. Uh, he, if you adjust, if adjusted his net worth today, it would be worth 587 Million. Million. Uh, then there's Theodore, no, then there's Theodore Rose, Roosevelt. Again, fortune, source of fortune, inherited. Mm-hmm. Didn't anybody make it on their own? Uh, peak net worth adjusted $139.7 million. Mm-hmm. And Thomas Jess Jefferson, <laughs> again. Another Virginia. Inherited, source of fortune, mm-hmm. inherited. Peak net worth, inflation adjusted, $236.8 million. Mm-hmm. And then there was Mr. Lyndon Baines Johnson. Now, he... He earned it. Yeah, his source of fortune actually was broadcasting. Do you think we could become billionaires? Oh, well, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the Do you think, guys, we could all become billionaires on this show? <laughs> what do you think, guys? So just, just get your friends to listen and keep on listening, and we'll get more advertisers, and so yeah. be it. LBJ um, uh, grew up poor in Texas, but he made it in, in was it Radio Daddy or was it television station? I don't know. Well, it says broadcasting. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. There was TV when he was alive, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, and then William Jefferson Clinton. And his fortune was not inherited. Um, it's books and speeches. And if you adjusted for inflation, it was $75.9 million. He's done well for But he's a good speaker. And, you know, Obama, you know, Obama is going to, I think, will do very well as a speaker because I think he's one of the best speakers. I think Clinton was a great speaker. Mm-hmm. I had the uh, honor of having him at my house because I had a customer who uh, was friendly with, with Hillary. This is when she ran the first time, mm-hmm. not now, when she ran the first time. And he said, oh, you should meet Hillary, you'll love her, you'll love her, you'll love her. And she was living in Washington, D.C. then, and I flew with him to meet her, and it was the day that Lady Bird died because the phone rang, and they said Lady Bird died, and I won't forget that moment. And um, three days later, she called me after I told her that, you know, I said, like, I really think that women don't like you enough, and you really have to kind of connect with women. This is going back. <laughs> she wasn't upset. I mean, you know, if if you really want to know, like, if I go to a store and I say, do I look fat in this? 
I would not want someone to say, oh, no, you look great, and then I look like a whale or something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you want people to be, if you really want constructive criticism, okay, and the only way you get better is it's hard to, to hear, is but to you get it. Hear it. Yeah. You know the story of the woman that, you know, even with radio, I mean, if you don't, if you're not, so she was very good at taking it and ends up, she said, my husband will raise more money than me. So um, he came, not her. And he spoke, and I have to tell you. He was great. It was unbelievable. <laughs> yes, so you like him or not. And everybody at Douglas Elliman like was there. Yeah. I mean, it was a big party. Everyone at Douglas Elliman was there, and they were all ages. And I have to tell you, whether you were 20, whether you were 50, whether you were 30, he was just. And we had the, all the Secret Service <clears> there and everything, but he was just. Like, so into it, and they're like, he has to go now, he's got another... Th-. And you know what? He didn't care that he had to go. Yeah, he he didn't stop until he was ready to stop. And people all got to take pictures with him, and he was very approachable. He was a great speaker, that I will say. I don't, I, I don't, I don't know... He I, has I, charisma. He's got yeah. charisma. Of, yeah, he does. Have charisma. He does. Bill and Obama, yeah. they're they're both yeah. very charismatic. I wonder how yeah. much President Obama's going to get for a speech. Well, well he's, or, he's a great speaker. You have to say, he's so articulate. No. He is a great speaker. I'm sure, and this is just my opinion, but I'm sure that he's glad to be out of the White House. I mean, oh, he, I know. I, I feel he looks happier. <laughs> and he'll have a great career because he's intelligent and he's a good speaker. He's probably one of the better, the best speakers I know yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've ever heard. I think uh, Clinton is a good speaker, but he also has that whole thing going on. <laughs> okay, so somebody said, well, home sellers are making huge profits, so why, if everyone is making so much money on selling their homes, why aren't more people selling and why do we have a shortage of inventory? Where to go once you've sold? And so it's a great time to sell your house because we all know that, and um, Ace will be telling you because the interest rates are not five yet. And it's a great time, and there's no inventory, so that's even better. Um, there's a bigger demand. It's supply and, and, and demand. So sellers profited about 54000 on the average at the end of 2017. That's a 10-year high. It means sellers are bringing in an average return on investment of nearly 30%. Nice. Yeah. Okay. But selling a home in this market is the easy part. Finding another home and to move into... Well, that's not so easy. So we'll tell you about how to do that and how long it's probably going to take you right after our commercial break. We'll be right back. You're listening to Ion Real Estate. And I'm here with Ace, my finance whiz, Jerry, my legal eagle, and myself, real estate pro. We'll be right back. 866-970-9622. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back, and we are talking about homes and that, you know, look, no home. It's easy to, it's, when I say easy, 
look, nobody really, selling a home is a nightmare. You have to be on 24-7. You want to make sure that you're available. Like, I don't, these people that are like, oh, I'm not there today. Oh, I'm out. I'm not going to be home. They never sell their houses. But today, there are more people looking than there's supplies. So you have a better shot today of getting a higher price than ever. Okay? And if your home doesn't sell, call me because then there's something wrong. Uh but what happens is why aren't more people selling? Because more people would sell, except they don't know where to move. And they can't find another home to buy. And, like, if you're looking to buy and sell, if you know you're going to sell your home, you really kind of have to start to look and see where you would buy. And there's such a low supply of homes on the market. And it has made house hunting difficult in many cities. And so, because the lack of, there's no inventory. And that's great news for sellers, but it's bad news when they become buyers. So if you're in a crunch, because I don't, you know, I don't know how they do with bridge loans anymore. I don't think they really do. Do they, Ace? Um, Some banks still do it, but it's not common anymore. Yeah, it's not. You used to have a a loan that if if you sold a house, if you say you sold your home and you wanted to buy another house, and the timing wasn't exactly mm-hmm. right. You could get what they called the bridge loan. That would it was a high interest rate, but it would give you money until you actually, until you actually sell. Sell. Uh, I, I don't think they do it now. But you know what? If you can't and you get a good price on your home, here's what I would do. If you get a really good price on your home and you just don't know where to move or you can't find anything because no one's going to hold a house for you or say it's contingent on you selling your home. Rent, put your yeah, stuff in storage rent. and rent for six months or a year. There's a lot of long-term rentals where you can stay there a long time and they're like hotels, okay? And if you have to because you didn't find anything, get your money, take it, make sure you have your profits, and then take a deep breath and you don't have to be under like a crunch. You know, we tell people this all the time, people who are trying to time the mm-hmm. Closing of their sale, you know, at noon and then at 2 o'clock they're going to do the buy and the moving truck is going to, you know, every once in a while it all works out. But the reality is it's extremely hard to do, particularly with the lack of bridge financing. And people go nuts because they're out there trying to find a new place and it's hard to negotiate because, as Dottie says, not many sellers in this market are going to do a deal with you contingent on you closing your other deal, right? So you put the money in the bank. You're in the driver's seat now. Now you can go and negotiate. You can drive a better bargain. And it's not the end of the world to go into a rental for a year either. It really isn't. But you can get a much better deal. It's very hard to do it if you don't have the resources to... You know, buy before you. But if you get a good price, don't that you don't have some place to go stop you. You can put your stuff in storage and rent, and at least you know that you have that done. That you have this money. Now, don't go to Vegas and bet it, right? No. <laughs> okay. That. Okay. But, you know, just statistically, they say from 2000 to 2008, the average tenure was four years. It's someone, um, they're saying people are living in their homes about eight years or a little more than eight years. And they're saying, and I, I don't know where they got this number. I don't, I don't think that this is correct, but... They're saying that 2000 to, from 2000 to 2008, the average tenure was four years. I don't know too many people who only lived in a house for four years, but maybe. Um, historically, buyers in starter homes obviously tend to trade up after a few years to a bigger house. Uh, no shock there. I mean, really. 
Okay. Uh, but again, I think more, you know, I think more people today um, are trying to buy a house. Like, I think uh, younger people today don't want to buy the house that they really have to wait 10 years to fix up. They want to find a house that's suitable for them now. And if they really do well in their jobs and they make a lot of money and they get a lot of promotions or whatever, or their business does well, then they'll buy another house. Uh, but but they but you know I'm gonna do not today, but I'm gonna do our show is only till 11:30 today. I did I didn't realize that, but I'm going to do on millennials because a lot of people um, are going to be selling to millennials. Uh, you, that's the biggest demographic, and so when you <clears throat> get your house set up, Ace, myself, and Jerry, we're gonna tell you what to do. That it doesn't cost a lot of money mm -hmm. to make it appeal to millennials. And if it appeals to millennials, it'll appeal to baby boomers also, trust me. <clears throat> and you don't have to go to the closing on time because the millennial will be late. They're late for everything. Oh, Is that true, Jer Jerry? Here we go. Here's a everything. jab to the millennials. Uh, Jerry! They're late for everything. <laughs> really? First interviews. Really, Jerry? Yeah, oh, they come 20 minutes late. They're like, yeah, I, I, was, I was late. <laughs> like, I, know, I know, but the injury is like, I know. The very first time I get to meet you, you're late. How's it going to be when you start to work here? Yeah, you, you know, we're going to, we're going to, like, we're, New York City is going to be jammed because a lot of tech companies are buying here. I think I mentioned mm -hmm, last week, mm -hmm. uh, we, there's like going to be 50,000 new employees. Oh, yeah, New York City. I mean, shocked. a fair number of New Yorkers think the city would be better off. Scaring away the tech workers and losing the competition to host Amazon's because Amazon's looking for a second headquarter and New York City's in the running. And some people say, forget that, let them go someplace else. <laughs> really? Uh, no, I would like Amazon here. Yeah. Be convenient. Yeah. Well, get everything in two they're saying, you know, there's going to be more traffic. I don't know where we're going to fit the cars. I think they should build a few more parks. <laughs> I think the mayor should put a few more parks in the street. Yeah. Okay, yeah, this way it can help the streets. traffic. Okay, uh, I mean, I don't I like know what's going to happen traffic-wise because truthfully, like people oh. say, oh, you're in the city and think that, you know, you go downtown, uptown, and nobody really does anymore too much because it could take you like 45 minutes to go oh. just from oh, the daddy, east side. Li from my house in Midtown to get to my weekend house, half of the entire commute is getting from my house to the bridge. Yeah, and then can't. the rest of it is, is mm -hmm. just getting up to late. I mean, it's ridiculous. It takes 45 minutes. You know, um, I like these uh, these streets that they've made into pedestrian areas. I don't know. You're, you're, you're making fun of them, I think. But I, I kind of like them. I think they're nice. Well, they look nice, but I have to tell you, in a city that has no room for anything, <laughs> okay, drive. and the bike lanes, well, look, I know how to ride a bicycle, uh, okay? bike lanes. Now, truthfully, I think us, in New York City, you take your life in your hands. I mean, it's well, just my thoughts. No, the other thing is that I think they, I think for pedestrians, they okay. should they should be careful of the bikers. Yes, they, those bikers are really. Oh, those bikers oh, are they're, crazy. They're mean, and they think they don't have any rules. They go in you know wrong way. And I think the street. least they can do is go for your. You should have a biker's license, like a driver's license, a pass. Okay, but really, it's just so congested. They're they're eventually going to do something, you know. In Rome, when I was in Rome, um, in Rome, if you are Rome is very expensive to live in, but a lot of the businesses are in Rome, and so if you're, uh, if you don't have an apartment in Rome, you can't get parking. 
So if you work in Rome, which a lot of people work in Rome, then they either can't afford Rome, uh, so they live in the suburbs or outside of Rome. And you'll see every morning and every afternoon, you'll see men and ladies. And they'll be in their skirts riding bicycles in because you can't park anywhere. They don't have parking. And the only people that can get parking or you have to have, you have to actually live in Rome. So, you know, but but the weather's always nice. It's a little different. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be. Yeah, it's a little more temperate, yeah. It, 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 it's going to, it, it will be a problem. I mean, I just don't know the, the traffic. Uh, Ace, do you ride your bike around the city? On the West Side Highway. On the West Side Highway. <laughs> On, on the park side. On the park on, side, on, exactly. Yeah, okay, but there's certain places I say fine. It's like if you want to drive, ride through Central Park or things like that, but I'm telling you. I can't ride on the street side. It's too stressful. I took stressful. one of those bike cars, you know, those with those guys that I don't even know how they do it because five of us piled in. Okay, to one of those, they ride the bicycle with the car. Oh, they're expensive. I thought it would be cheap. They're not cheap. It was ridiculous. But I give them credit. I don't know how they pedal. I mean, it's a lot of weight they're put. I mean. I don't think you're supposed to put five people. Well, they did. Okay, so anyhow, I have a question. Let's see if I have time. Two questions that I think came from um, Instagram. Oh, wow. When a a contract is signed by both parties, and this is for you, Jerry. And me, I guess. Can someone come along? But I'll get let you give the legal answer. Uh, when a contract is signed, meaning somebody has signed a contract for, that they've agreed to price and terms by both parties, so it's signed on both sides, can someone come along and make a higher offer to the seller, thereby risking your initial deal? And this question is from, excuse me, Meredith, and thank you for for. Asking, because this is a really good question, Meredith, from Facebook. From Facebook. So if the contract is properly drafted, then no. Um, The whole point of having it signed by both parties is to firm up the deal. And at that point, neither the buyer nor the seller can simply back out unless, you know, some contingency happened, like they don't get But I think you can, Jerry. Let me not be an attorney and out say you, okay? But here's what I, I know. You've now put a down payment down, so there's going to be a penalty. But let's just say that I'm buying your house, Jerry. And let's say we signed the contract, and let's say I agreed to pay you a million bucks. And let's say I put $200,000 down. And now we've signed the contract. We're in contract. We just signed the contract. Now, by law, in New York, I can't speak for every state, but let me speak for New York. We must tell the seller all offers, even after contract. It's It's a law. Okay, Okay, even after contract. So let's say I go to you, Jerry, listen, I know you're in contract with Dottie. Um, However, I just want to alert you that I have an offer of $1,400,000 for your your property, Mm -hmm. $400,000. Okay, so now you can call me up and say, Dottie, listen, if I could get out of the contract and you would agree to it, I'll give you another 50, I'll give you 50,000 because you'd have extra money. If I would agree to it, you could do it. Oh, sure. If po- both parties agree to terminate the contract for whatever reason, be it that there's a settlement or whatever, then yes. But in the absence of an agreement, it's absolutely binding. Yeah. But you, I've seen that. But, I've but, seen you, that. but if yeah. you pay somebody off, you might be able to get out of it. Absolutely. And it's perfectly legal, right? It's, it's, you're saying to, and I've seen this happen, where particularly with a next-door neighbor where they wanted it for combination purposes and somebody else had already signed a contract. 
and we then went to the buyer i was representing the seller and said look there's i've got you know extra two hundred thousand from somebody else i'll give you 50 just to walk away and the buyer was pretty happy but but I think Meredith, I think what you're confusing because it happens a lot, and then I get the angry callers calling oh, me. Boy. Angry. But what happens a lot is somebody will make, and I'm sure Jerry, you get this. Uh, somebody puts an offer in. Let's just say the house is a. Let's just use a million to make it easy, and let's say they make a nine ninety five offer, and the the seller accepts it. And now they are gonna, they're waiting and they're going to just go to contract. The attorneys are in touch. And now somebody comes up the next day and offers a million. And the buyer or the broker has to call up the buyer and say, oh, they, they, they're not taking your offer anymore. You and the people it. go crazy. They think the broker is corrupt. Okay. Unless it's, it's in complaint. writing. Okay. <clears throat> so can you explain that? To, 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 so that's why when you make an offer, you should not let your broker... You should have something as signed as soon as you can, yeah, right? Until, until the a contract is in writing and signed, it's just not with a, enforceable. With, with, a, with a deposit. With, with a deposit. It's not enforceable uh, under New York law. You can, you, know, you can sell the Mona Lisa uh, on a handshake without any written agreement. You could, but not real estate. Real estate is a special category in the law, and uh, it goes back to you know, the 12th century in England, because real estate was important, and you didn't want uh, to be able to have people, you know, have a contract to buy without it being reduced to writing, so that it would prevent fraud. And it's called the statute of frauds. It was to prevent fraud in the transfer of real estate. So it has to be in writing, signed by both parties. So or the therefore, will not enforce it. You a use a real estate attorney, and b once you know you want the house, if you're going to have an engineer's report, if it's then do that right in the first 24, 48 hours. And the quicker you have it signed, because the broker legally has to tell someone all offers, there's very little inventory, and there's a good possibility that if you make an offer and somebody else comes to see the house and they know there's an offer on it, they might bid you up. You snooze, you lose. Mm -hmm. You got to be on it today. I mean, you yeah, really move. have to be on it. Yeah. That's a great question, Meredith. Yeah. And... Uh, Thank you for calling us, asking that question, because a lot of people really, really have a hard time with understanding that. It it's, has it's, to be signed, as Jerry said. It's the number said. one complaint you get, probably, right? It's the number one yes. complaint I get. People We're going to so be angry. back with our credit coach. I think we have news. And we, again, have a, a, an 11.30 show. Till, we're only till 11.30. We're being so preempted, is it? We're being preempted. By what sport today? Guess. The hockey. I think. I don't yeah, know. Hockey. Yeah, I Most guess likely. it's hockey. Probably. Okay. Dottie and I. Oh, we don't, should have a sports show. Yeah, like, we should have a sports call. Jerry, I think maybe we'll just do it. <laughs> That'll be All the people who don't know anything. The ABCs of <laughs> yeah, sports. All the people that don't know anything about sports call Dottie and I. We'll yes. talk about how much we don't know. <laughs> I'll get Sports for Dummies, the book. Okay. We'll be right back with our um, bankruptcy expert on what is your bankruptcy score. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A.
Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.